Hello, mama. I hope you're just having a wonderful day and you're getting to enjoy some nice, maybe some nice pumpkin lattes. Hey, I'm loving this fall. Uh, Trader Joe's, for any of you that are fans, now has their pumpkin JoJo's, which are like I don't know. They rival the the peppermint JoJo's that come in the uh, Christmas time. <laughs> These are basically, for those of you that don't know Trader Joe's, it's like Oreos, uh, but Trader Joe's version of it. And they have different flavors in different seasons. I'm sure Oreos does too, but I mostly shop at Trader Joe's. And they're just my favorite, the pumpkin JoJo's. I have uh, self-control issues with them, so I have to be careful. Like I can't, I can't buy a box every time I go because that box will be gone soon. Those are like one of my weaknesses, but, um, I'm just celebrating cause I love, I love them more than like a pumpkin latte or, or whatever. Um, I pumpkin spice latte, that's what we'll call them. I love them more than that. They're just so, so good. Anyways, <laughs> all the fun fall things. I am here for it. I hope you are getting some of that joy too. I don't know if you're a fall person, but it's such a lovely season. I'm just ready for our weather over here to match the fall vibes that are going on everywhere because it's just blazing hot, but we probably have a little while. I'm used to it. It's all good. As long as I get my pumpkin flavors, it's, it's going to be good. So <laughs> hope you're enjoying some of that. Today, we're just going to have just a, a fun episode just about how to experience more joy as a mom. I think it's so easy to get caught up in all the things we have to do and just get down, right? Like, you know, obviously mental health is a big thing and trying to get healthy there. And we'll talk about that for a minute, but also just getting caught up in the go to this and then go to that and then do this and do that and pour in here and to clean up here and right. Like it just can easily become this mundane thing that we forget to experience joy in. And so I want to talk today about just some of my ways for trying to step into more joy in motherhood. And hopefully some of them will encourage you as well. So I'm excited. Before we jump in, I just wanted to take a minute and read a couple reviews that we had gotten on the podcast uh, because they're just so encouraging to me. And I, it means so much to me when you take a minute and just share what you've learned, share how this is encouraging you, and just go put it on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, and, and leave a review, a start in a written review there, because um, my heart just soars, and it's, am- it's seriously so encouraging. It helps me keep going. But it also gets this podcast more visible. It's part of the algorithm that just they use to, to help get podcasts more, people can find them more easily. So I can't tell you how much it means to me, but just to give you guys a couple examples, because I know I was encouraged by these. Um, this is from mom of three girls and it says, um, what I needed. She said, being a mom and going through postpartum depression and anxiety, I became overwhelmed with life. And this podcast has helped me understand that I am enough and worthy to my children. Thank you so much for your podcast. I listen to every episode and every episode I learn more about myself each time. I am strong and what my children need. Oh, I get chills reading this one every time because it's just like, it just blows my mind what God is doing. And that, that even just one person can step into the truth that they are enough as, and worthy as a mother. Like what? I just, 
God is amazing. And so thank you, mom of three girls, for sharing this. Um, it is so incredible to know how God is using this. And I'm so glad that he has helped you fight these lies off that you are not good enough because, gosh, uh, so much freedom in that. So that's one. Um, and then I wanted to read a couple others. It says, um, this is from ML Vog um, vlogging SD. I don't know. I messed that up, but <laughs> she says, this has helped me so much in my mental health journey, helping my marriage and ministry as well. It's so amazing how this can touch on so many areas of our lives. Um, and that God is just using it for all things it just amazes me. Uh, and then another new one that we have is from Sam three, two, seven, nine. Oh, she says, um, growing my faith as a mom. And, um, she writes, it's hard these days to be a mom and grow your faith. This helps me so much all of the time. Thank you guys so much for, for these reviews. It really, again, I just can't say how much it encourages me. Like when you just take a second and do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So for those of you that haven't yet, and you've been around here for a little bit, please just pause this episode. It doesn't have to be like crazy long sentences. Like some of these are so simple, but they're so encouraging and they, they're so helpful. So just pause this episode right now. Go leave a start and a written review on Apple podcasts. Don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be eloquent and beautiful. Like it all means a ton to me. So thank you for doing that. And after you finish that, we will jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So we are talking today about how to have more joy as a mom, how to step into, oh, enjoyment of motherhood, of experiencing happiness, of um, liking this season. And so I just have some tips that have helped me, and I'm going to want I want to help you assess what might be happening in your world. So I want you to take notes. I want you to write these down and then afterwards you can kind of look back through them and figure out which one right now might be the most relevant for you, that it might be the place that's stealing your joy or the place you need to lean in more. And this is going to be an area that you can work on this week as you go throughout the week. So the first one, uh, I kind of just talked about this recently, but is you need to let go of perfection. Now, I shared um, in a recent episode about how I'm an Enneagram one, and so perfection is a tendency of mine. I like to make all things perfect, um, even though that's impossible. And so I get it, but we go back to the truth that there is no way to make everything perfect. Perfection is unattainable. It's literally impossible. And so when, when we set our standards here, we're only going to fail. We're only going to be discouraged. We're only going to feel like we're not doing enough. We're only going to feel like uh, we're just not enough for this because we're, we're trying to reach this unreachable standard. And the other thing with this is 
there's nothing to prove to anyone. And <laughs> we kind of we kind of dug into this when we talked in the episode recently about asking for help. But I don't know why we have this this thing where we constantly just feel like we need to prove to other people that we're good enough, like we're a good enough mom. And, and we can show them that through our house and our pretty pictures and, you know, how, how well behaved our kids are. I mean, obviously we want to raise our good, healthy kids that are behaving well, but like <laughs> part of it is like, we get so embarrassed when our kids don't behave and they're going to have those moments because they're little sinners, right? Just like us, we're little sinners too. So as moms, we're going to mess up. Our kids are going to mess up. We're going to talk more about that in a second. But like, there's nothing to prove. Who, what, why do we feel like we have to prove this to someone that we're good enough as a mom? Like, are we trying to tell society we're good enough? Are we trying to tell our kids we're good enough? Or like, who, who cares? Who's sitting there judging us? deciding if we're good enough. Like it's just ourselves. So let's just drop that, that idea of perfection, drop the idea that we need to prove ourselves and just breathe, right? Just go through motherhood the best we can by seeking the tools that we, we can to grow. And I think that's like where this fine line comes in is because in my perfectionism, or my, my, my fight to be perfect, because there is no real perfect. Again, I'm going to keep saying that. But I, you know, part of it is the part of the drive is good. And that part of that is that it helps me want to grow. It helps me want to improve things around me. It helps me want to get closer to God and better in my heart. It helps me want to get better systems in my house so there's more peace there. It helps me to want to parent better, right? So there's there's a good drive there. So we don't want to like drop the drive entirely. And so we're just like, yeah, this is what it is. And it's fine. And it's great. And it's good enough, right? We don't want to drop that drive. But what we want to do is, is, is use the drive, but then let go of this unrealistic standard. We let that drive us. We let it, for those of us that have it, I know not everyone has that same in, intrinsic need to, to perfect everything and to, to make everything better. But for those of us that feel that, like we can use that for good because improvement is great and there is always more ways to improve. But what happens is we like rob ourselves of this joy because we're working hard and we're doing everything we need to improve and grow and using all the tools and everything. But then we never feel like it's enough. We never feel like we arrive because it's never perfect, right? Because again, perfection is impossible. (laughs) And so then we're just striving all the time. And and that's what it becomes. Instead of just like, I want to grow. I want to heal. I want to do better tomorrow. It becomes like striving. Like I have to do better. I'm not enough if I don't do better. Why am I not doing better? And we get hard on ourselves, right? And so it turns into this whole cycle that steals all of our joy for this thing that is unnecessary and no one cares. Really? No one cares. I mean, do you really, if you look at a mom next to you, are you looking and saying like, okay, if you're judging them, because I know we do, we do have moments of judge and comparison. If you're judging them, is it not because you're either trying to prove to yourself that you are enough or you're just feeding into the lies that you're not good enough, right? Like it's not when we, when we judge others, you know, especially in the mom world, it's not actually about 
them. We don't actually really care if they're good enough, if they're, you know, doing, being a mom enough, right? Like it doesn't actually matter to us. What we really care about is ourselves. And so we need to just release it and say, no one actually cares if I'm a good enough mom. They're not sitting there trying to decide that because if they are, it's actually about themselves. And so release all of that and just work on trying to, you know, take these steps of healing, like everything we talk about on here, right? All this, this growth is good, but, but we want to do it in a healthy way where we're not being obsessive, where we're not, um, making, letting it steal our joy. It should actually bring us joy as we're on this journey and not steal our joy. Okay. So let go of your perfectionism. It's not needed. It's not helpful. Cool. All right. Number two, let go of control. So this is a big one for me that I notice so frequently steals my joy. It can kind of go along with the perfectionism, but ultimately like there will be moments and often for me, the the biggest thing that this comes up with is my kid's behavior. And, you know, I, we have a great plan for discipline. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I, when, when there are moments, it depends. Sometimes I'm okay. And I'm able to like, be like, okay, they're a little sinner. I just have to work with them. Right. Um, when I am not able to do that and I, maybe I'm a little stressed, maybe I'm triggered already. I can easily let a moment where their, their behavior is out of control and it makes me want to control right? I, I all of a sudden am like, I have got to fix this now and not in like the healthy way I know how to do it that I believe God calls us to like through conversations and teaching and, you know, discipline and these things, but just through control, like shutting it down, stop it now, you know, like this is not okay. And when I get to that, that point and it kind of comes out as like anger or rage, um, it's, it's because I'm trying to control the situation in my mind. I am capable of controlling it. And I think that if I yell out enough or get on them enough or whatever it is that I kind of lose, lose sight of in that moment, I think it's going to solve it. But here's the thing. The only person we can control is ourselves. We actually cannot control our kids, no matter how awesome of a mom you are no matter how consistent you are and good you are at discipline, we cannot control our kids. Just like God does not control us, right? He he lets us make our own mistakes. He lets us figure this all out. Like he does not control us. He's given us that free will and the same goes for our kids. And so you know, for me, the root of this is I have like a core pain, you know, we've talked about restoration theory. And if you want to dive more, I highly recommend it. Go check out episodes 15 through 20. So good. Not, I say that because I did not create it. It's a theory that I've used as a therapist and, and as a coach now, and it's just amazing. But my, one of my core wounds is I feel out of control. And so when my environment gets out of control, it triggers me and I go into my fight or flight mode and then I go into my destructive coping. And so when I feel out of control, I get angry or I control. And all of that only causes the situation to get worse because I cannot control my kids' behavior. I can only control myself. Uh, 
not a fun truth to realize, but there's so much freedom in it. So I want you to release that idea that you can control them. And when they make a mistake, whether it be like an innocent mistake or a sin, you don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got to fix this now. Yes, you need to address it and, you know, teach and discipline and all the things, but that doesn't mean control. There's such a big difference, right? Like, because control, we make it about ourselves. Like when, when there's this moment and, and we, we, I think what happens is we think it says something about us as a mom, uh, if they're misbehaving and we say, well, that means I'm not a good enough mom. So if I control their behavior right now or try to, then it's going to make it look better. It's going to mean that I'm, I am good enough. And so right, there's so many lies that, that can go into with this, but ultimately we just got to get to the root and say, okay, I can only control myself. And this is the truth you need to regulate yourself with. And you feel out of control. The truth is I have choices and I can only control myself. And that's what you need to say out loud. You know, your four steps, this is part of that. So that's what you need to say. But I also, with that, it is important to have a clear plan for discipline and be consistent and have that ready. And then the beautiful thing about that is that you can let the rest go, right? Like my son spilled his milk, like classic, right? This is like a classic kid thing to do. Spilled his milk at the table. And that's like such a a good way to kind of gauge where your family's at with this. Okay, if your kid spills their milk, what happens next? Is it anger and rage and control, right? Or are you say, uh-oh, let's go grab some paper towels. Hey, bud, make sure you're careful with your elbow next time. Let's put your cup over here, right? Like, what is the response? And it's okay, no shame if, if it's anger and like all that. Like I have had moments and usually those moments when I have that are when I'm already feeling out of control with things and I'm already triggered. And then I'm just reacting out of pain and it just doesn't ever go well. So we do need to, you know, I always go back to working on ourselves and making sure we have our trigger points uh, figured out. We can use the truth to regulate ourselves, right? But then, you know, this other thing I touched on just for a second is also to have a plan in place for discipline. Now, milk, spilling of milk is not a moment of discipline unless there was, you know, maybe your child was acting up at the table and, you know, moving around and not listening, right? And then they spill their milk. And so, you know, there would be a consequence for not listening in, in terms of settling down and, and not standing up in their chair, whatever it was, right? Um, but most of the time, spilling milk is just an accident and there's not a moment of discipline. But in terms of helping you feel more in control, having a plan for discipline is like the number one thing that can help you feel that control. Because I remember before, well, I was still, still trying to figure out like what we were going to do and how to do it. And even some moments where I'm like, wait, should, should I do this or that? Um, you know, I still have them come up, but way less often. I, I remember so distinctly just feeling immediately so out of control in those moments where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to address this behavior and I wanted to do the right thing and, but I didn't know. And so then now I'm just getting angry because I'm triggered. I'm feeling out of control again. Right. And so when you have a plan, you're like, Oh, uh, all right, there's that behavior. Okay. I know the plan. All right, come on, bud. We got to go to your room. Let's go follow our procedure. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go check out my series on discipline, Oh man, it starts in episode 85 and it goes through like 103, 
something like that. <laughs> you can see um, it kind of unpacks my beliefs about discipline. God has shifted my heart a lot around this. And um, yeah, I hope you dive into that. And it's been super helpful for a lot of people. And it was super helpful for me as God showed me all of that. So I, I, yeah, I hope you'll dig into that. But I now have a plan and it makes me so much of a better mom because I know what to do. And there, the anger in 90% of the occasions is removed because I have a plan. And I'm not just trying to figure it all out from scratch. Okay, so... Let go of perfection, let go of control. And then the next one is more fun. Embrace silliness. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I can find myself in this season of motherhood just so serious. Like, I I think I just, it's the pressure of it all being so much, right? Like, got to get out the door, got to pack lunches, got to get breakfast, got to get things clean, got to get, you know, do we have clean clothes? Are we, am I on time? Are they on time? Right? Like there's so much pressure and so many things all the time that it can be so easy just to be in this mindset of like productivity and, and, uh, schedules and, you know, to-do lists and all of this. And it's so easy to just, just like, just to stay in that mindset all the time. Because in, in our homes, there's always more we can be doing. And so when we're at home with our kids or, you know, trying to do something with them, it can be easy just to stay in that mindset. But, you know, I, I've been noticing lately, like there's these little moments where I can see like there's little opportunities for what's happening. And I can see that I could, I can embrace a, a moment of silliness. Like my child's trying to be silly in like a non you know, annoying, like overwhelming way where they're just like out of control, right? Like <laughs> they're being sweet and goofy. And, you know, I have this opportunity of like, okay, do I just kind of ignore it and keep doing what I'm doing? Uh, or ask them to go put their shoes on still? Or do I pause, step into that goofiness with them and be silly, and you know, those moments of silliness, like they mean so much to our kids. You know, I, I can remember like my family wasn't super silly. Pretty, I feel like we're pretty serious. It's probably where I got it from. Um, and you know, we had some moments, but I distinctly remember, I don't remember how old I was, but <laughs> my dad sometimes at the dinner table, and he's a very serious guy, you know, like he, you know, he'll, he laughs and he jokes about some things, but he's just a pretty serious guy, but he would do this weird bird face. <laughs> I don't even remember exactly, but it was so funny. And I remember we like could not stop laughing anytime he would do it. And it was just the funniest thing to me. And I just, you know, in those moments, I can remember feeling so connected and we're just all like, you know, having so much fun. And so it's about like embracing those little moments. And and we think it's all this other stuff that matters, like keeping our house clean and feeding them and all those things need to get done, right? And teaching them and all these things, like that's all important. But some of the things our kids are going to remember the most are these moments of silliness where we got to connect over something funny. So don't bypass those. Like keep your heart in check to watch out for those and that um, keep your heart in check not to just be too busy and too, too caught up in everything that you're going to miss those little moments. And not only is are those moments going to bless your kids and they're going to get joy through them, you are going to get so much joy through them, through the connection, through that moment of fun, through the release of laughter, like 
you need that just as much as your kids, if not more, because they're always finding that. You need to find it too. All right, the next one, which actually kind of goes into all of them. The only way to make all of those happen is if you leave margin. So I have noticed anytime I'm in a rush, I have zero joy, <laughs> right? You know this. Like anytime I we are in a rush and we have to go, go, go. And not just if we have to be somewhere at a certain time. If I know that our time clock is tight and we don't have any extra minutes to spare, then there's no way I'm going to be silly. And I'm probably not going to let go of control, right? Because I'm trying to get everyone in line to get out of door on time, right? And then perfection, you know, that's in there too. So we have to figure out how to leave margin in our lives and that every minute should not be scheduled out. Now, I know this is challenging with older kids that play sports, with multiple kids, right? Like our, our schedules can get filled up so fast. And so it is difficult. But let me tell you, like, if you do not have margin in your life to, uh, for one, for you to make a mistake, for your kids to make a mistake, for you guys to have an extra hug or read an extra book or, you know, like just to, to talk, maybe your kid is trying to open up to you and you, you have a couple minutes to, to listen to them. If you don't have those moments, like you are going to be missing out on so much and it just adds way too much pressure that easily will turn into stress. And so I've got to figure out how to leave margin. So what, what this looks like is you have to actually plan in your schedule for downtime. So not just plan out your schedule of like, hey, I got to be here at this time and I got to uh, do this afterwards and I got we're adding this to our schedule and this to our schedule and all these things, right? In your schedule, you have to plan for downtime. Now, now in the creating of the other part of the schedule, you also need to plan margin in terms of preparing for those things. For example, if you need to be drop your kid off at school at a certain time, make sure you leave extra minutes in the morning so that you're not rushed, so that you're not, you know, just pushing everyone and getting into that control mindset and not have being silly, you know, all those things. So it's also part of that, like building in that extra time so that if someone makes a mistake, you're not chopping their head off because you're like now we're gonna be late, right? <laughs> so we gotta have that. But also we need to actually put into our calendars downtime. We need to put into our calendars family dinners. We need to put into our calendars time at home that is just unstructured. We need to put into our calendar time in between things so we can take a breather or maybe like if we don't have time to run home and you know settle in maybe you have time to go grab like a McFlurry I don't even know what made me think of McFlurries I haven't had a McFlurry in uh, two decades but <laughs> maybe you can make go get a McFlurry or some ice cream with your kids and you know the 30 minutes in between things but like but but plan for that so that you can have those little moments together and then you know like I was saying before enough space to have a moment of fun not have to be rushing. So make sure you're building that into your schedule so that you're not rushing from one thing to another. If it's too tight, it's too much. You're just gonna, it's gonna add stress. Now I know there's gonna be days, um, gonna be seasons where it's gonna be like that on, on certain days, but it just should not be that way all of the time. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. Like you've got to have some of that slowing down. And when you have those 
moments, that is like when the most joy can come. When you're just going slow, when you just have no agenda and you can take it easy and you can have conversations and you can, you know, be yourselves. And a lot of times like our kids misbehavior, not all the time, but a lot of times it can come out because it's like this pressure of like, you've got to go so fast and you, they can sense in us all this. And it's just, it, it causes chaos in our homes. And the rush is what takes away almost all of the joy. So make sure you're leaving a margin in your lives, margin in your days, margin in your weeks, and that you are using that time intentionally just to to be with your family, be with your kids and, and time for yourself as well. Because if, if you want to, you know, have joy, you do need that time for yourself as well. Okay. And that kind of brings me to the last point is, um, and this is just kind of the base of everything, even more than the margin part, but to get healthy, right? If we're not healthy, if we're not getting what we need physically, emotionally, spiritually, we're going to have a really hard time experiencing joy. We're going to be irritable. We're going to be triggered all the time. We're going to just kind of be like this walking, walking stress ball. (laughs) And so we've got to ultimately get healthy. We've got to take care of ourselves. It's like what I was talking about. We need time alone, away from our kids. Sometimes we need to get organized in our home and our schedules and our, um, everything we need to be physically healthy, like exercising, eating, right, right. Spiritually, mentally, all these things. And you, you need to know your pain and your peace cycle. That's what I keep referring to, um, with the restoration theory. So we've got to have all of this. This is the ultimate base. And that's like the purpose of this whole podcast, right? Is like helping you get healthy so that therefore you can experience the joy. So if you don't have that base of being healthy, um, my encouragement to you, one, get a therapist. That'd be awesome. Um, but also I would love for you to get on the wait list for the next morning mama Academy. We, we dive into all of these realms, every part of your life and kind of assess it and figure out where there needs to be healing and work through all of it and make plans. And I would just love to have you there. So the next one's probably not launching till, um, February of 2023. Um, not for sure on that date because baby boy is coming in November. So I'll have to keep you posted, but you can get on the wait list. It, it filled up really fast last time. So get your name in, email me at support at morningmama.co and I'll write your name down and give you the first updates of when it is launching and make sure you have first dibs on the spots. So just let me know. Um, gotta, gotta figure out how to get that health in. And so now, okay, now it's your turn. I want you to, to all these amazing notes you took, I want you to look now at your own life and assess what is currently stealing your joy. Okay. And before you go through all the points, I want you just to reflect on that question. I want you just to write down like kind of your gut feeling or what comes to the top of your head as you ask that question. Like maybe you have something that's not on this list and you just know that. So start there, start by just looking through your life and thinking about what might be stealing your joy, because that's going to be an area where you need to hone in, where you need to focus some time and energy. And then after that, you can look through this list of perfection, control, lack of planning for schedule, lack of plan for discipline, embracing silliness, open time in your schedule, your own health. You can look through that big list and figure out if there's anything you need to add to that or anything you missed from that first question. And, and from there, I just want you to, to notice that and to say, okay, this is an area that I need to start working on. What is one step that I can take this week to begin working on that? Because God has joy waiting for you in the middle of this messy motherhood. And 
I want you to be able to access that because it is so good and so worth it. And um, life is just lacking without it. Like, oh man, there's so much more coming in your motherhood and your your life, right? As a wife, as um, a woman, like if, if you can get that joy back in your life. Okay. So let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for each of the women that are listening right now. God, I just thank you for what you're doing in their lives. God, I thank you for all the amazing blessings they have that they might not even see as blessings right now because they're so overwhelmed and overworked and um, they don't have some of these things in place, Lord. And so I just pray that you would give them wisdom for what area they need to hone in on, where you want them to focus, God, so that you can help them just give them that joy, God, that you have for them, God, that we always have access to. God, just show them how to access that. And um, we just thank you, God, that you're right there, ready to help us ready to steer us, God, and that you will not leave us alone in this journey. And I just pray for an overwhelming abundance of joy for everyone listening. God, just help us to seek those little moments. God, you're so, so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.